it's shiny, it's awesome, it's cool, it's a piece it's of hardware that I can give my baby boy. Because I didn't eat anything. You know, absolutely. Hold on, I'm talking, brother. 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 Hello, and welcome back to Hold on, I'm talking, brother. My name is Joe Greenwood, and I'm about to preview a rather mediocre. UFC Fight Night card for you. Tom is still on holiday in Italy, so uh, he can't uh, pick the meat off uh, the bone here. And let me tell you, this is uh, some slim pickings this week. I must say, Mackenzie Dern main event. What's not to get excited about? I know whoever is listening to this, you're a freak. You're disgusting. I know what you're doing. Yeah, listening to this. And Mackenzie Dern main event preview foul foul thought but yeah she's in the main event against Yan Zhaonan um women's straw weight straw weight great division very good division at least at the the top end and that is the whole crux of this fight is are either these women at the top end are they at the cutting edge well one of them is in one particular way. Mackenzie Dern is. Her jiu-jitsu is, I mean, the best in the women's uh, side of the UFC. I mean, this is the thing that kind of frustrates me about her. Is that she has this absolutely incredible ability. And she has no way of getting it there. Because for some reason she probably still trains jiu-jitsu. Like, if you're Mackenzie Dern's coach, I would spend probably less than 5% of the time working on the jiu-jitsu. Like, you could let that shit rust to, like, absolutely, like, you know, not use it at all, not train it at all. And if it fight went to the ground, she would still be miles ahead of Yan Xiaonan. You'd be working takedowns, wouldn't you? You'd be working to try and make clinch exchanges, and you'd be working on the striking to try and get knockdowns. To try and create those clinch exchanges from the striking to then uh, engage in the ground. You know, I wonder if we're going to see a pull guard. You see that with uh, Oliveira sometimes. You know, how he pulls guard. And basically, you know, she could use her jiu-jitsu as almost as like a rest period. The threat of the jiu-jitsu in the way that Oliveira does. That is something that Dern... Um, could potentially do whether she actually does that is another matter i mean i think on striking you know i'm not out there and thinking that yan Xiaonan has better striking i mean she lands a lot more i mean yan Xiaonan lands 5.66 strikes per minute uh at a clip of 42 uh, percent so she's throwing about you know over 10 strikes a minute landing under half and she's absorbing 3.77, right? Mackenzie Dern, she lands 3.16 and she absorbs 4.35. Now, I wonder then, um, how often is Dern absorbing those shots on the ground? Like if she's created an entanglement and then someone's throwing shots from there. I mean, those strikes probably won't be that significant, but it is still creating this sort of uh, striking 
differential into the negative, which is not a good look. I mean, you saw it in one when Gary Tonin fought for the featherweight title, immediately created a uh, a leg entanglement, went for a, a heel hook. His opponent just stood over him and just blasted him with ground and pound and knocked him out from that position, just standing over him. This is also a problem that sometimes I think about with these sort of jiu-jitsu specialists is like if you're trying to create these exchanges where you're grappling and you can dominate your opponent and you get into those positions where your opponent has their feet planted they are more likely to unleash um, damaging ground and pound from there so again i wonder if that's part of dern's mindset is to not be in those situations I mean, obviously you don't want to be in that situation, but you're going to end up in that if you are desperately trying to make those um, grappling exchanges, which is what she wants to do. Um, I rate Jeanne Yaonan. I think she's a good striker. She, uh, in the last fight, she lost a split decision against Marina Rodriguez. Um, I gave that fight to Rodriguez, sorry, Rodriguez, um, quite clearly. For me, I thought she Jan won the first round. She outstruck her. She did really well in that first round. But then Rodriguez took over. The contentious round in there was the third, where Jan had a sort of like clinched up. She wasn't really doing anything, and Rodriguez was landing a lot more on her in that round. And again for Jan, this is a um her first main event. This is going to be a different challenge for her. This is going to be a different hurdle for her to overcome. I mean, I also then think about the Carlos Esparza loss where Esparza ground and pounded her out from Crucifix, which is like, oh my word. And that is just something you just, you cannot get into those exchanges with Dern. What goes in Jan's favour is that Dern has terrible takedowns. Like, really not good takedowns. 9% takedown accuracy. Like, that is just abysmal, like truly, truly abysmal. I mean, Jan lands more. Dern lands 0.46 per 15 minutes. And uh, Jan gets 1.06. That's double. More than double, I should say. Uh, and then 66% uh, takedown accuracy. Now, obviously, she's not going for that many. And, this, and her takedown defense is 95%. I think probably what will be in the back of Dern's mind, there will be that Espanza loss, in that when it got to the ground, it went wrong so quickly for Jan. So, yeah, interesting. The thing for Dern, though, is that she does have a loss to Rodriguez in a main event. I remember that main event, because Rodriguez really just dominated her. Yeah, You know, Dern didn't get anything going. Like, nothing, like, no grappling whatsoever. Um... And was like outstruck by like three to one. I mean, I've got the stats here. Like, Rodriguez landed 144 of 279 significant strikes, and Dern got 49 of the 174. You can't be outstruck like that. You cannot be outstruck like that. Oh, she did take Rodriguez down. Sorry, my mistake. She did have that long control period in the second round. But one sub attack, you know, it's just. It's, it's not that good. It's not that good. Um, look, the UFC want Mackenzie Dern to win this fight. Come on. Come on. We know this. 
We know this. I know what you're doing as you're listening to this. I know what you're touching right now as I'm saying this. You want Mackenzie Dern to win this. Personally, I don't care. I don't think either of them are strawweight champions of the future. Um, I probably would lean towards Dern just because of how Jan was exposed on the ground like that against Esparza. And that would probably give Dern confidence. But hey-ho. Right, let's move on. Onto this undercard. Let me let me let me find some nice little cuts here. What's this? Opening the prelims. Randy Costa versus Guido Canetti. Guido Canetti was that Argentinian bloke who came in. He was in Combate. And he he crushed some cans in there, boy. Let me tell you. Woo! Came into the UFC. Um and has n- not had a good run. Oh, no, this isn't the guy who fought in Combate. <laughs> Got that totally wrong. Yeah, he's not had a good run in the UFC. Three wins. Five losses. Not looking good. And the last one was a win over Chris Moutinho. Oh, I remember this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he's 42 years old. I remember this guy. Moutinho was supposed to beat him. It's like, oh, you know, you got mullered by... O'Malley, but you know, take a nice, comfortable win here and come back up. And Kinetti knocked him out in the first round. Um, Randy Costa here instead will take Moutinho's place of uh, defeating Kinetti. Randy Costa, good fighter. Good fighter. He's just had a tough run. He had that one against Yanez uh, where he was doing really well uh, until he wasn't. When Yanez started taking over at the end of the first and then finishing him in the second. Same thing happened against Tony Kelly. First round excellent. Cardio disappears. Kelly gets the win uh, through ground and pound. It'd be good to see Costa get get it back together again. It's a good, decent prospect at 135. Let's see what he can do. Uh, what else is on here? I mean, Alexi Olenek versus Ilya Latifi. It's always fun to see Olenek. Come on, he's an old man. He's been fighting since the 90s, bro. Well, what's Come on, let's give it a go. Uh, Latifi sucks, so whatever. Um, and then you got Sadiq Yusuf uh, facing the debuting Don Shainis. Now, Sadiq Yusuf um, last year had his first loss in the UFC. Was it his first loss in the UFC? Yeah, against Arnold Allen. Everyone loses to Arnold Allen because, well, Arnold Allen's beaten everyone. And he uh, defeated um, Alex Caceres. Uh, but it's the win over. Um, Andre Feely, which is kind of the standout for Sadiq Yusuf. He's got a lot going for him, but it's just just waiting for that little that blend, you know, to come together. He's a young man, he's 29 years old. Plenty of time to develop, plenty of time to grow. No need to rush. You know, there's some plenty of decent opposition for him at Featherweight. You know. Shane is uh, on the other hand, coming out of uh, Cage Tysons. Uh, has he got any, anyone that I recognise on his uh, record? No. Um, no, I do not. Oh, wait, hold on. Jeremy Davis. Oh, no, different different guy. Um, yeah, he's facing him. Let's have a look. I know nothing about this guy, but I know that Sadiq Yusuf is good. So if you can beat Sadiq Yusuf in your debut in the UFC, whew, good for you, bro. Um, Randy Brown versus Francisco Trinaldo. That'll be fun at welterweight. You know, Randy Brown started to slightly put it together. He's uh, he's had some decent performances recently, and Trinaldo's always fun. 
he's always a fun old boy to have a look at. I mean, you know, Randy Brown, he um, lost to Luke, but he's got wins over uh, Alex Oliveira, Jared uh, Gooden, Chaos Williams. It's a good run, particularly Chaos Williams. Particularly Chaos Williams. So, listen, see if Randy Brown can get another win, and then maybe we can start having a look at some of those uh, ranked fighters at welterweight. You know, he does. You need to get like four wins in the UFC against unranked opposition. Let's give him a ranked fighter that's lost. Do you know what I mean? He was a ranked fighter that's lost at welterweight recently. Luke, Luke two. Shall we? No, we shouldn't. Maybe the leech. No, let's, let's stop giving the leech crap fights. Let's give the leech a good fight. Right. Speaking of fights that are good. Let's go on to some uh, fight announcements that came out recently. The one that uh, popped me the most, obviously, is uh, Chris Curtis versus Joaquin Buckley at middleweight. Buckley was talking about going down to welterweight, and now he's fighting Chris Curtis in December on that pay-per-view 2FC, 2FC, UFC 282, excuse me. That'll be a banger. Uh, And I expect, actually, Buckley to win that. I think Curtis really was exposed a bit by Hermanson, you know, how repetitive his striking patterns were. Um, and, you know, he does have that win over Phil Hawes, which, as we've said many times, has aged very well. But, you know, that was a fight that he was losing <laughs> up until he landed that lovely check hook and went from there. I just feel like Buckley's mobility will help him out here. And if Buckley gets a win, get him in those rankings. Whoa. Then there's some fights there to be made. Buckley versus Buckley versus the winner of uh, Duplessis versus Till. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Let's do that. Or should I say the loser of Buckley versus uh, of Buck, uh, the loser of Till versus Duplessis, which will be Till. Uh, then also, <laughs> also, um, what else? What, what was the other fight that I saw getting announced? Oh, this was one that knocked me off. I mean, it's a good fight. But you know what's coming. Arman Sarukian, right? He's got a fight. Yeah. And we've talked about this before. Lightweight fighters, okay, coming in. On the come up. We talk about them all the time, okay? And we talk about these sitting ducks in the lightweight rankings, okay? Dan Hooker. Poirier, Chandler. I mean, Ferguson's gone beyond that now, so we don't really want to see that. But, you know, we, we talk about the guys that are on the come-up. Gamrot, Kuta Taladze, you know, Sarukian. Well, guess who Sarukian's facing? No, it's not RDA, you know. No, it's not Justin Gaethje. He's facing Blumin Demir Ismagulov. Now, listen, that is a banging fight. That is a sick fight but they shouldn't be facing each other I know that alright this is what happens UFC's booked these two to face each other so that they can get rid of one of these guys from the rankings or knock them down a bit so that they don't have to then face off against one of their you know gilded uh, ponies Conor McGregor I'm looking at you bro is Magulov versus Conor McGregor Magulov is Magulov would wreck his shit Okay, and Sarukian, let's not even talk about that. 
Ugh, it's just frustrating. Great fight. Great, great fight. That's going to be on the co-main event of the uh, fight night. But, I don't know, it just, just frustrates me. You know, it really, really frustrates me. But, you know, just have to accept that this is, uh, this is what they want to do. We know who they're protecting. Like, really, we, we know who they're protecting. And um, just have to go on from there. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? I want to talk about Bo Nickel. Bo Nickel finally signed with the UFC, smashing some bloke called Beard on the Contender Series. Bo Nickel's had three pro fights, and they've all totaled less than three minutes. And he's taken absolutely no damage in these, which is what he should have done, okay? He should be dominating like this. But I'm saying it now. Give him a ranked middleweight tomorrow. Kelvin Gastelum, I'm looking at you. You know, I know they're going to give him the slow burn. He's called out Hamza already. That ain't happening. But, hey-ho. Oh, that was the other fight announcement I wanted to talk about. Me and Tom's boy, our new boy, UFC 283 in Brazil. Brad Tavares versus Robocop Gregory Rodriguez. Woo! Banger Central. Banger Central. Uh, anyway, back to Bo Nickel. Um, yeah, give him a ranked middleweight. Who cares? Throw him in there. See if he can get to a title shot in under 10 fights. Which I think, by the way, he will. I actually think he will. Um, right, what else? What else is there to talk about? I don't know. Nothing. You know what? I'm going to wrap it up. Give it to you short and sweet. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, uh, when I was talking about Mackenzie Dern, what you were playing with. Right, anyway, thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> Listeners. Uh, I'll be back next week. Maybe Tom will join me. Who knows? Um, I'm sure. Hopefully he's still alive. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week. Or at least I'll be back. Maybe Tom will be with me. Whatever, I'm waffling. Uh, you can contact us at holdonbrother69 at gmail.com. And uh, like, subscribe, review, do all that. Spread the word to your uh, your friends and family. Don't, you know, if they ask you what you were doing whilst I was talking about Mackenzie Dern, don't answer that question, all right? Anyway, God bless, and I'll see you later.